Monday. Welcome back to Locked On Spurs, the Locked On NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, a Spurs beat writer for Kent's Five in San Antonio. Glad to have you back. Hopefully your weekend was great. Mine was just really, really busy from the NBA 2K League winding down to getting ready for today, media day. That's right. Your Spurs will be uh, chatting with the media for a good chunk of the day. Hopefully some good stuff will come out of that. Uh, Just another sign that the Spurs season is right around the corner. What are we doing today? Well, to get fans ready for the season, that's just right around the corner. We're going to be having another fan episode. We'll be discussing the big news that happened late last week. Mono Ginobili is back, as well as have some fun with a what-if scenario that Shaq spoke about with uh, former Spur Robert Ori. To do that and more, I'm joined by Spurs fan and uh, kind of a frequent guy now here on Lockdown Spurs to rep the fan base, Danny Sanders. Danny, welcome back to Lockdown Spurs. Are, are, do, do fans get hyped for media day? Is that still a thing? You know, I I have always gotten hyped for media day. Um, I think ever since they started airing it, and streaming it over uh, the internet, I think it's Spurs.com. Yeah. I mean, I, regardless of where I'm at, I, I always make sure and, and log in and watch everything going on. And back before then, whenever they would just post the pictures and snippets and stuff, I would always be by my computer watching everything. So I definitely get hyped for it. So. And thanks for that intro, Jeff. I appreciate it. I do feel like I'm a I'm a I'm a contributor now. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm <laughs> waiting for my name to be added to the mask for Spurs Zone over here. So, yeah. I mean, at any I, I point, heard, let I, me know. I heard from a, I heard from a little birdie that maybe just maybe you were thinking about making your own. Is that true, or that's kind of still like in the works? No, you know, uh, it's one of those things. Where I, know, I think I, I started know. off with like two or three pods, and yeah. I get so in my head as far as like what I want to talk about. Cause I want to talk about so many things that I just yeah. never do it. And it's stupid. And I actually, I'm, <laughs> I'm coming off vacation like from two days ago and I should have yeah. done one during then because like I was very Zen. I was very chill, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I didn't do one. So I, I have some ideas kind of floating around. Um, so hopefully there will be another pod dropping soon. Hopefully so. Yeah, but yeah, but who knows? Yeah, maybe we'll, uh, this season I might need some help. Uh, I'll definitely keep you in mind. So, Danny, you know how these fan episodes goes. You know, you kind of give us a pulse of the fan base. And, of course, you chime in with your personal opinion. Let's start off with the big news that happened late last week. Is Mono Ginobili's back. No, he's not putting on the Spurs uniform. Uh, he's putting on a suit. He is joining the Spurs as a special advisor slash player development role. You kind of saw this already happening uh, recently, Danny, when he was out with the kids uh, with the San Antonio missions, kind of sightseeing, getting to know the city better. Uh, how did the fans receive that news? How did you receive that news? My heart dropped because um, I think anytime I see any kind of notification, either from Woj or Shams, yeah. um, I mean, I'm hoping something from the Spurs, but I mean, we'd never really get anything. So whenever I saw Manu's name, I think within the first few words of the sentence, <laughs> I was like, what in the world? It, 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 like, I forget whether it's Woj or, Sa- or Shams that I saw uh, saying Manu Ginobili's returning. And I was like, what? And I mean, I, 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 I was thrilled. I mean, who, who doesn't want another Manu on the team, right? Who, or who doesn't want Manu back on the team, uh, even in his current state? But, yeah, I think it's perfect. I think the fans were definitely hyped. Uh, I saw nothing but good, positive feedback. I think I even saw some shade thrown at Tony Parker. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, I think everyone's thrilled. 
I think that it's kind of the Spurs way, right, to kind of keep some kind of connection to the big three, to the core, right. to the legacy of what has been the Spurs way and Spurs culture. And I think def- Manu's definitely an ambassador of that culture. Uh, and he, and, and let's face it, I think this is more just a uh, – I mean, it – for all intent and purposes, he's kind of been part of the organization already, maybe not in right. title, but he sticks around the same way that Tim does. I think he's been more right. uh, uh, traveling the last couple of years with mm-hmm. his family and his kids, and you kind of see his photos and everything. That was, that's really something he wanted to concentrate on after retirement, is being able to go back to Argentina during the winters and travel and kind of just see the world and see things he didn't get to see whenever he was playing, but uh, I mean, I, I think, let's face it, he, he was always part of the organization somehow in terms of just uh, consulting or meeting with players, talking mm-hmm. with players. So now it's just entitled. So I'm, I'm thrilled. Um, I, I, I don't think it can be overstated just how important it is to have somebody like Manu uh, as a part of the team in some capacity because mm-hmm. these guys look up to him, uh, especially what DeJounte and Derek, they played with him. Right. So they they definitely look up to him. They know that he uh, he he went through the grind. He has scalps on the wall, um, and uh, he knows how to win, and he knows how to uh, be successful uh, in the NBA. And I think that that's what a lot of these players that we have now, these young guys, they need to be shown the way. What I'm really interested in in, in seeing is if maybe Manu is going to take uh, Josh Primo under his wing a little bit, Josh Primo That'd be being nice. only 18. Yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, I, I think, I think maybe without saying it uh, over the course of the last uh, couple of months or so, definitely saw it in summer league. Josh Primo kind of has that, that he has a swag about him. He, he, he has a swagger about him that I think gives off uh that he's older than what he what he actually is. I mean, he, he definitely doesn't act 18. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that having someone like Manu that could possibly bring him under his wing, show him a thing or two, um, maybe just kind of just talk to him and be there for him and hey, m- maybe play one-on-one a couple of times after practice, I don't think it's going to be a bad thing. And I think that that, that would hopefully, hopefully rub off on him. Maybe I'm overthinking this. Maybe I'm in tune in my head about this as well. Look, I like it. I obviously do. You know, I, I think it's good. But is this kind of a sign that the Spurs think like, okay, you know, this this team is like really young and we lost Patty. We brought back Bryn, which is okay. You know, he's, he's been there with us, you know, but it's not Manu levels. It's not Timmy levels. It's not Tony levels. Um, is this just a sign that, hey, this is a young squad and we need some some sort of veteran presence. And in this case, great, he could be in this role just d- directly working with them. That's kind of the, another vibe I got off this hire. Your thoughts? I think you're you're, you're kind of spot on. If you if you read the Woj article, it sounds like the Spurs have kind of been pressing in the last couple of years, right? Um, for something like this. So I think that this is kind of just an opportune time to where maybe it just kind of fit for him. After again having those uh, that year or two off already, two years already, right? Two and a half to two. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? In two years? Oh, he's pushing, he's he pushing three already. Yeah, it's it's getting three. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, this years, is third, yeah. third year, kind of being free from the NBA grind. 
So he's definitely, I mean, if you follow him on social media, you know where he's been, you know where he goes, you know what he's done. So, I mean, he's definitely had an opportunity to go and, 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 and feel his, his oats a little bit as far as just uh, um, travel-wise. But I think that's probably just the perfect timing for both organization and for Manu to come together and say, hey, you know what? Yeah, this is a young team. We don't have a lot of veteran presence. And, yeah, I mean, I think we talked about it before. Whenever we talk about veterans on this team now, we're talking about DeJounte. We're talking about Derek. We're talking about Lonnie. Bryn, we're talking about Bryn, yeah. Bryn. About those guys that are still relatively young. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think we have maybe – well, I mean, if you count Thad, Young, and Aminu, which I'm still – kind of baffled as to why they're still in the roster with right. uh, a couple of days from camp. But um, yeah, we don't really have that veteran, that veteran presence. And I think there's a perfect opportunity for them just to kind of have him come in the fold and um, yeah, have, have these guys under his tutelage. And I don't, I don't mind that at all. Spurs definitely right. don't mind that. Yeah. I think that it's, it's just one of those things to where uh, what I'm just waiting now um, at some point, maybe Tony Parker, coming back into the fold right. in some capacity. I, I, I don't see Tony coming back. If the big three, I don't see him doing it again. He has a lot on his plate, you know, when it comes to, you know, his, you know, he's an owner of a, of a French team. Uh, he owns, I think, no, he's into gambling. Isn't he he's some sort of poker player? You know, uh, he's into that. Um, but he has but many, certain, many, many irons in the fire. Uh, that he does. He, he, and, he's one of those that, yeah, if, 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 uh, out of all the big three, he'd probably be the least to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, and uh, yeah, it, it, it would be one of those things to where he'd probably be the least to come back yeah. out of all of them. Uh, I was going to ask weird though, because he still lives here. Yeah, yeah, he, he still lives exactly. Here. Uh, he still lives here. Uh, he he frequents Spurs games. Um, very common. He travels a lot, that's for sure. But hey, yeah. you know, he is an international man. But I was going to ask you, a lady. <laughs> well, not on this episode of Lockdown Spurs. Yeah, maybe I locked on Spurs after dark, maybe something like that. After dark, but, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, in 2018, the fantasy sports expert Sleeper realized that fantasy basketball was broken. Games were being won on loss based on whose players had more scheduled games that week. It made no sense and it required very little strategy. So in 2020, Sleeper released a brand new way of playing fantasy basketball. It's called Game Pick, and it's only available on Sleeper. In Game Pick, owners pick a single game per week for each starter to count towards their team's total score, ensuring an even number of games played between opponents. In Game Picks, you pick one game per week for each player based on player matchups, home versus away, opponent's defensive ranking, pace of play, and more. All of that adds up to more strategy and less busy work. The days of mindless busy work are over. The days of giving up halfway through the season because of that busy work, also over. Whether you prefer redraft, keeper, or dynasty, Game Picks has you covered. Sleeper cracked the fantasy basketball code. If you play fantasy football, and if you prefer building out a weekly strategy versus a daily busy work, you're going to love Game Picks. Download the Sleeper app and get... Uh, started right now and start a league with your own friends today. You will not be disappointed. Sleeper's one-of-a-kind game pick is the most strategic fantasy basketball experience in the industry. So just Google search Sleeper right now. Sign up and check it out right now. Once again, that is Sleeper. Does this sound familiar to you? You get one device that lets you uh, catch the game live. Another that lets you stream your favorite shows while you watch sports highlights on your phone. 
and you got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Yeah, we've all been there. Well, I want to talk to you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch now your favorite sports, movies, and all the shows in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever, ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Circling back, though, you're looking at Mono coming back and, you know, in this capacity, this role. It, it, you know that presence alone. Look, who is Pop gonna throw his barbs at now? Remember, it's oh, if, if I can knock down TD, then I can knock down everybody. Everybody's gonna get in line. If I could do that to David, I could do that to Manu, to Tony. Um, who's that? Is it gonna be Dejounte? You know, I mean, is that is Dejounte that kind of player to be like? Oh my God, look, I'm a rookie, Josh Primo, and he can yell at Dejounte. He can yell at me. You know, maybe maybe. You know, you're seeing that lack of that quality star player. Um, and if Pop just says, you know what, it's going to be, you know, getting everybody in my doghouse by community, then now they have somebody they can go to and say, hey, you know, how do you, how did you handle Pop? How did you go through all this? You know, at least there's that element there. Well, yeah. And Manu, Manu would definitely be able to tell these young mm-hmm. guys like, Hey, I mean, this is how you handle pop. Because I mean, if you remember those first two or three years were pretty tumultuous whenever it come, came to pop yeah. and Manu. I mean, I, even I think Tony or Tim had mentioned that after that 2014 championship and that uh, interview they had on NBA TV, that they weren't always sure that they were going to make it. And yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. you, I mean, <laughs> Manu, Manu was Manu. I mean, you, 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 you couldn't bridle him. I mean, he was one of those wild horses that I think if you overcoached him, I don't think he would have been the brilliant player that we mm-hmm. saw on court on the court. So, but you're right. And I think you bring up a good point is pop did always have that vet to kind of lean on to say, Hey, you know what? I'm going to probably ream you out in practice or yeah. even in the game, but it's my way of kind of letting everybody know like, Hey, stay in line because if Tim can get it, if Tony can get it, if Manu can get it, then you sure as hell can get it. And I think it's probably, you're probably accurate. It's probably going to be DeJounte. It's probably, it's probably going to be Derek. It's yeah. probably going to be Lonnie. Those guys that have been here at least three or four years now, uh, because they're the ones now that are going to probably take the mantle uh, of leadership and uh, extending that culture. Uh, and of course we see now that's what the Spurs want. That's what the Spurs mm-hmm. want. They, they want to have that culture extended to these young guys. And Manu is the perfect guy to do it. It, it, why do I feel like I would like to see this young team make their own chapter? It just feels like the big three, they did their thing. You know, they established what they wanted and they, they got it done. They got the job done to a certain degree, maybe a little bit to, of Kawhi Leonard. But don't you feel like you want to see where these guys go? I mean, I know that maybe the Spurs are just desperate to get back on their winning track and they got to fast forward that as quickly as they can. Okay, let's bring in Manu. That, that'll help. I just feel I wish I, these guys would get their, their chance to write their chapter in Spurs history, Danny. You know what? you that That's a good point. And I think it's something that's been argued in the past on, on Spurs Twitter as far as, like, letting the young guys have their moment, letting, letting mm-hmm. the 
Spurs culture of yesteryear kind of go by and not necessarily like just kick it to the to kick it to the pavement, right, but rather right. letting young guys and especially the guys that played with the big three, Bryn, DeJounte, Derek, those three guys, they, 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 they spend enough time with uh, the big three to have known, hey, this is how you do it, all right? But giving their own flair to things, giving their own flavor, giving their own, um, their own, their own spin on it. And I'm, I'm, I'm kind of with you because I can see how, especially what, uh, right after that last, the, the, the trade with DeMar, and it was really evident at that point the Spurs were going to go and take a full-blown youth movement at that point. Mm-hmm. You saw Dante come out with the, that that uh, that post, um, I think on Instagram or something, mm-hmm. where he basically posted all the young guys and said, "Hey, I mean, we're ready, we're hungry, we're, we're we, this is what we've been wanting." I think Keldon's been been known to have said that the last couple of weeks or so. They're all kind of chomping at the bit to kind of take that 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 lead and that role and say, "This is our time now." And I wouldn't be surprised if maybe in the back of their minds, I mean, they see this move and I'm not saying that they, that they're, they're going to hate on Manu or that they, mm-hmm. that they, they're even say anything publicly about this, but privately, maybe in their, maybe even in their minds, they, they kind of maybe think like, Hey, I mean, they had their time and we, we understand Spurs culture and we understand what's expected of us. We don't need to have a chaperone. We don't need to have somebody come in and kind of let us know like, Hey, this is how you do it. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of human nature too, right? Because I mean, you're, you're always, it, it's always like even, even in a corporate setting or, or some kind of work setting, um, you have those young guys coming up, um, and, and, and maybe menial roles that want to, uh, get promoted and you're kind of waiting for the older guys to retire mm-hmm. in order to establish yourself and the same thing in basketball, same thing in professional sports, you have that same thing. So I'm kind of with you also, because especially with this young, young group, you can already see, right, on, on, on social media, these pictures that are, yeah. are being taken, video getting taken. They're out and about. They're having a good time. You've never seen that. I mean, that's never been the Spurs way of doing things. I mean, it was yep. always very, very proper, very like, hey, I mean, we do our things in private. Um, but these guys aren't that way, and that's that, that's fine. That's fun. That's cool. That's why I mean that's that's where everything's kind of heading right now is letting the fans in as much as possible to what's going on off the court, outside the court, and it's I mean it's building chemistry, right? I think I saw an argument uh, earlier in the week about that, saying how I mean maybe there's an over uh, uh, an over exaggeration or, or an over importance of the chemistry that's being built because, Hey, I mean, at this point, that's all we really have to rely on because we may not be winning too many games, but even at that, um, yeah, I, I, I would like to see them establish their own thing, establish their own culture and put their own spin on what Spurs culture looks like. But I mean, at the same end, are you ever going to deny Manu? Are you ever going to say like, well, we don't want to have Manu there anymore. We don't want to have him around. No, of course not. Because I mean, Regardless of what 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 he might uh, personify, as far as the golden age of the Spurs, at the heart of it, even before he was with the Spurs, he was. I mean, I think we talked about it a couple pods ago in the international game. Whenever he was still playing in Europe, I mean, he was um, incredible. I mean, he, I mean, just the heart and the passion and everything he brought 
uh, to the Spurs from the national team, Argentine national team. I think that that's probably what they're looking at, maybe even more than just the Spurs culture or the Spurs way. It's just the way that he approaches the game, the way that he sees the mm-hmm. game, the way that he plays the game with a passion that I think is probably second to none, uh, really, whenever he was whenever he was active. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably what they want out of him more than anything. Celebrate the freedom of choice with Built Bar. Did you know you can choose from many delicious flavors at Built Bar? Well, you can get coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, salted caramel, strawberry. The list goes on and on. There's definitely a flavor for each and every Built Bar fan. And hey, look, if you feel like you're going to miss out, they have the mix box. You'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, they're also healthy too. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Order today. Get the grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever you like. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. That is pretty cool. Go to Built.com right now and get yourself 15% off your order. That's Built.com, 15% off once again at Built.com. Coach Manu, do you see it or nah? You know, I think that's probably the extent of what we'll see. Right, kind of I'm a, right there with you. Uh, yeah. I can't really see a head coach Manu. What I would be interested in seeing is if, I mean, what well, we saw that with Tim, right? If Pop were ever to get ejected, um, maybe would Manu kind of take the reins one day? I don't think so because the way that yeah. they, they they kind of they kind of uh, uh, made the announcement was he was a front office move. So it, even yes. though he's going to be on the court as far as on court and off court relations with the players, he's going to be in the front office. So, I mean, he'll be over there sitting with, with, with Brian Wright and RC and that group, hopefully uh, really leaning on them to improve the team quicker than what they have been. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't see coach Manu. Yeah, no, no, nor do I, you know, I, if anything, I really thought we'd see coach Manu back in Argentina. I thought that would happen. I thought, you know, he would, put on the coat and tie, you know, for team Argentina, man, or in some capacity, but, um, Hey, he's in San Antonio. Just not, just not stopping him from doing that. Uh, maybe if he does get the itch, maybe he can give back. Cause he's always been on the record, Danny, that winning gold representing Argentina was way more important to him than putting on an NBA uniform. Yeah, you're right. And so, actually you bring, yeah. you bring up a good point with that because I'm surprised that he hasn't taken more of a, of a role in the Argentinian national team, especially with the Olympics just passing. But it's Mm -hmm. funny because it kind of seems like he's let Scola kind of take that role with the Argentinian team. Mm -hmm. I mean, Scola is actually, they're still playing uh, and playing well. I mean, I I think he played pretty well these last Olympics, Um, but Scola has almost kind of become more the, uh, the face of the Argentinian team and the Argentinian uh, movement even now. But I'm sure, I mean, if, if, if he was asked or, uh, there, there, there will come a time whenever he, he kind of takes more of a role there because uh, you're right. I mean, he, he did always really say, hey, I mean, winning a national, uh, winning gold of the national team mm-hmm. is far more. Um, and I mean, we always had that debate back in the day from like, especially I think I remember right, right around 20, 2008, 2007, somewhere around there, when I, whenever he, uh, I think he had a really bad ankle injury in the off season whenever he was playing for the national team. There was always that argument of, hey, I mean, maybe he needs to tamper down a little bit with the Argentinian team and 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 and, and realize where his where his bread's buttered and it's with the Spurs. But he was never that way. And again, it's like I said a few moments ago, 
he was a wild a wild stallion, a wild horse. He and was. You couldn't bribe him, and really, you shouldn't have because that's what made him great. You know, when I read, you know, the reports, you know, focus on development of players on and off the court. I always feel like saying, so just was a glorified babysitter. But hey, <laughs> we'll take Manu uh, in any shape, way, or form. By the way, if you want to see Danny's reaction to the news, make sure to follow him on Twitter at Danny Sanders 80. Can't miss it because he's uh, posing for the camera with the sunglasses on, being like Corey Hart for those kids from the 80s. You know what I'm talking about. Um, I was vibing. I was really feeling myself. So, yeah, I was really, yeah. really feeling it. Go check it out again. Danny Sanders 80. Um, yeah, I, I think the consensus is, you know, Spurs fans are more than happy than having seen uh, Manu return in this capacity. I'm pretty sure the young guys are excited. Again, there, there's photos of them. You know, out and about in San Antonio and the missions, uh, just taking it in. He seems to be there with them. So hopefully this will be benefit. Hey, anything will be good for this young squad. So that is the big news coming out of Spurs camp. We're just going to transition to our next topic, an interesting topic, too. Kind of a, uh, you know, Marvel what if um, scenario here. So Shaquille O'Neal was a guest on uh, Robert O'Reilly's podcast and they were talking about team-ups, you know, like, oh, you know, it's the era of team-ups, you know, KD with the Warriors, KD and Harding with the Nets, LeBron in Miami, blah, 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 blah. In a nutshell, they just don't like it. They just, they, they said, we're old school. That's not how it was done. And that it was frowned upon during their playing days. However, Shaq did say that if it was not frowned upon and it was okay, that he would have not have had any problems joining the Twin Towers, Robinson, and Duncan. I shall be your guide, Danny, in this new Spurs timeline, in this multiverse. Um, how do you see that playing out? Let's just say he says, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to go join the Twin Towers and Pop and let's go wreck some shop. Will it work out? How will it work out? D- how does that change the landscape of the franchise? It would have absolutely worked out. That would have been, I mean, that would have been um glorious to see um i think whenever i saw you posted i think the first thing i said was i mean they never would have lost because i mean just imagine uh we probably could have put tim back then i mean he was athletic enough to where i remember him even guarding jason kidd probably could have put him at three put david at the four and put Shaq at the five and i mean (laughs) could you imagine no one no one would have been able to score within 12 to 13 feet of the basket. I mean, the, 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 the perimeter would have been absolutely shut down. Back then, the, 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 uh, the, the perimeter, I'm, I'm sorry, not, not the perimeter, the, the, the paint would have been absolutely shut mm-hmm. down. And back then, the perimeter wasn't focused on like it is today to where um, certainly I think you could probably go like a game with only shooting four or five threes. So, I mean, you think, you think the scoring was bad back then in terms of mm-hmm. seeing scores, final scores of like 71 to 78. I mean, we would have broke records defensively, I oh, think. Oh, yeah, for And, sure. I mean, we, we, we yeah. would have definitely gone back to back to back to back to back. Um, yeah, it, it, it would have been absolutely spectacular. Uh, I would have loved to have seen something like that. But, I mean, we, we've talked about that with Shaq before, right? I mean, he's definitely um, – he was definitely one of those guys where he understands the assignment. He understands it's um, the the – the league is all about entertainment. It's all about mm-hmm. uh, just making, catching the eye of the fan. Right. So I'm not surprised you would say something like that because 
obviously, especially in this area, it uh, brought up a it, it was it was a hot topic of conversation, and everybody gets excited just thinking about that. But I mean, really, realistically, it never would have happened. I mean, salary cap wise, right. I mean, salary cap back then, prior to the that '99 lockout, uh, shoot, I mean, I think I want to say that uh, the salary cap was set with I think at like 50 million. It was really low. I mean, right? Yeah. I mean, compared to where it is now. I mean, it was, I mean, atrociously low. I mean, to think at some point Jordan was only making, I think, $20 million a year, and I think he was, like, the highest-paid player in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, I think, towards the tail end of his reign of the Bulls. But, uh, yeah, it was really, really low salary cap-wise. I don't, I mean, <laughs> we can talk about it as far as just imagining it, but it probably wouldn't have worked. But, yeah, on the court, I think it definitely would have worked. And uh, we would have been a reign of terror for the whole entire league, especially the West, uh, for several, several years, it would have been incredible. I, I, I would have loved to have seen it. I think um, it, it probably would have impacted somewhat the legacy, though, of Tim. Right. So, I mean, you're kind, of, kind of, you're kind of thinking about that in terms of, yeah, for the organization, uh, we would have, I mean, I, I think it would have probably still uh, allowed the Spurs to be who they are today, maybe with just four or five extra championships. Um, but for, for but for the, the, the legacy of Tim, I I think that that probably would drop him several pegs uh, as far as the all time list because people would have said right away, hey, I mean he played with of course of course he's great of course he won all these these championships because he played with David and Shaq the same way that they kind of handicapped Kobe for playing with Shaq uh, they would have done they they would have done the same thing with Tim and probably worse because he had David and right. um, I think in that regard. Probably would have hurt his legacy a little bit, but I mean, Tim Tim wouldn't care. I mean, he'd have four or five extra right. rings at that point. Here, here a couple of thoughts I have. I, I, you know, I'll, I'll start off with the negative. So let's just say in this what if scenario, this multiverse strand that branched off the Spurs timeline, um, I think I would be interested to see how. Shaq's personality would have clashed with either David's or Timmy's because it clashed with Kobe's and Kobe was an alpha dog. Shaq was definitely an alpha dog. You know, Robinson never showed it. I mean, he deferred to Timmy once Timmy came on board, which is good. I don't think that would have been the problem. I wonder if Timmy and Shaq would have had that problem down the road. Cause that's still young and TD. You know, he, you know, Shaq was already established as the star. Timmy was coming on, you know, my X factor in all this would have been pop. How would pop have managed those three, those trios, uh, you know, attitudes or egos or characteristics. I think that ultimately would have been, in my opinion, the biggest hurdle because everything else is an issue is a problem to have. You know, you got three of the greatest bigs in the Spurs colors, Well, we don't, we don't care who is the point guard. Just, you know, what you have to do, give it to one of those guys. Um, you surround them with a couple of three-point shooters in you know, outside shots. Great, you're on your own, your own route to getting titles. But Danny, what about that idea? Just the concept of the personalities possibly clashing. And you bring up an interesting point because obviously, what we're talking about a few moments ago, as far as it working on the court, it's in a vacuum, right? We're talking about their talents, we're talking about their specialties, we're talking about what yeah. they can do on the court, or what they were good at, and we all know what they were good at. But yeah, that's always the. Uh, the key ingredient, the the X factor is the personalities. And you're absolutely right. Um, I think that uh, we all know, again, I mean, who Shaq was. I mean, he was, he was uh, an, an, an entertainer at heart. 
I mean, that's what he wanted. I mean, he for sure dominated the league for several years, but at the heart of it, I mean, he was a rapper, he was a movie star, he was a basketball player, uh, he was a part-time cop, he was now, I mean, what, a share in the Papa John's franchise, he uh, uh, scouts for uh, for uh, the general insurance. I mean, he mm-hmm. had, like, kind of like Tony, right? He had a lot of irons in the fire. But back then, yeah, I think his personality would have been probably too big even for the city back then. Uh, for those who are old enough mm-hmm. and remember what Santa was like in the late 90s, it certainly wasn't like what it is now. And, uh, I mean, we're still growing. But, uh, yeah, that, that I think would probably would have been the downfall for that uh, that threesome. Uh, at some point, he probably would have gotten tired of the small media market here and probably oh, sure. would have... Yeah. What it would have demanded trade, but yeah. also bring up bringing up the, another another good point. Uh, let's face it, Pop. I mean, I think it's very debatable, right? The greatest coach of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he definitely has um, has proven that. I think it can also be debated, and I think uh, someone out there might agree with me. Uh, who's 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 who has a, a Twitter handle uh, of a city in California. But um, Pop has not always been the best at managing personalities. And he kind of, I think, excels or exceeds expectations whenever he has less talent. Uh, if we remember back whenever LaMarcus was signed. Right. And he said, he said, hey, I mean, if I don't win with this group, then, I mean, they should fire me. And, and I know it's tongue-in-cheek, but, I mean, still, uh, that was the most talented Spurs team probably of all time we win 67 games and we lose in the second round, obviously to a very good Oklahoma city team, but adjustments weren't not, weren't, weren't made. And I mean, we won't go into that right now, but um, Phil Jackson was the coach that I think he was able to kind of rein in the personalities and work with big personalities. He was the one who was able to rein in Dennis and Michael and mm-hmm. Scotty and all the personalities. He would have been, I think more likely to, kind of rein in Shaq, and he did whenever oh, Shaq and Kobe, at least for a certain period of time. But, uh, yeah, I I think, I mean, obviously with the drop-dead talent they had, uh, it wouldn't have taken much to coach them at least to two or three titles, right? But right. Uh, long-term, I think it would have definitely been an issue as far as personalities right. and just having having to mesh all those three people together. Uh, and, again, I mean, I – I think it deflects. It, it it would have definitely deflected um, from Tim's game and from his legacy. Uh, so I mean, in that regard, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, it is one of those what ifs. It obviously didn't happen, but uh, yeah, I I I'm, I'm, I, by, by, I will by the always, way, Danny, I always yeah, favor uh, Tim. By the way, Danny, interesting, right? In, in at least in this interview, Shaq now claims San Antonio as being home. How many oh, times does he that. always I, say? How many times do you always say, oh, no, I'm from New Jersey. I'm from the East Coast. I'm from New Jersey. I'm like, you grew up in San Antonio. Um, yeah, it's so very convenient, isn't it? Very convenient, you know, but, right? But, but, yeah, and, and it goes to, I mean, just pandering to whatever audience he, he, he knows is going to be listening. Obviously, with, with the Ori's podcast and with him on there talking mm-hmm. about the Spurs, he's going to say, yeah, he's from San Antonio. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, he's always said that he's from New Jersey. So, I mean, it, yeah, that, mm-hmm. that that's typical Typical, typical shack. shack, yeah. 
But it's definitely a great what if that fans really had a lot of fun with um, uh, in the offseason as we're starting to see the offseason wind down finally. And, you know, tomorrow they go to practice. So finally we get the first practice post player chat, coach chat. That'd be interesting to do. But uh, circling back to this what if scenario, another what if for me is, oh, by the way, before I answer that, yeah, you're talking about personalities. I mean, how did he, how did Pop really do with Steven Jackson? Yeah, I mean, Steven Jackson, whew, yeah. I mean, that must have been his biggest headache as a player to deal with because he was a GM when Rodman was in town. Unless unless I'm forgetting that. Was there? I don't think he coached Rodman. I think he was just in he the didn't, front office, he didn't, right? He, uh, no, he, 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 he didn't coach Rodman. Bob okay. Hill was the one who coached Bob Hill, that's right. Yeah. 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 So you have the Steven Jackson situation, and um, that blew up. Yeah, towards the end. I mean, Stephen Jack still says he has a lot of respect for him, but you know, the the final chapter of Jack in Spurs colors wasn't the greatest. Um, then you have Kawhi Leonard. Who knows what happened yeah, behind the scenes? Yeah. Notice, notice the Spurs didn't invite Stephen Jackson to come and to to become a uh, uh, ambassador of culture for the team. <laughs> it was mine, <laughs> right? But look, yeah. hey, but you 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 got to tip your captain uh, Pop and and Buford and Wright. You know they they're smart enough to know if you're going to bring back one player that can relate to the to the current crop of players, it definitely is Mono. But I mean, circling back to this what if thing, excuse me, is um one other thing too is like you probably don't get. Tony in Spurs colors and, and, and Manu in Spurs colors, probably you don't. I mean, unless they pull another magic cat, you know, and find Manu deep, deep at the end of the draft as they did with him initially. But you know, who knows? Maybe they package those deals, you know, those 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 picks away. Hey, we don't need them. We got these three guys, you know. You know, who wants any? But uh, yeah, you know, you know, I would love to see the transition though from the Robinson Duncan era to the Shaq Duncan era. You know, when how would they create that duo there? You know, who's going to be the alpha? And I think, I think Robinson would have been the balancing force among the three. You know, because you got a young Timmy Shaq. You know, being peak Shaq, Robinson would have been that guy to settle everything down. But eventually, he was going to have to leave. And so, yeah, who who then calms the waters? Do they bring in veteran help? You know, like Kevin Willis, does he come in and you know keep keep the the waters still? So it's definitely a great what if scenario that Spurs fans had fun with. Hey, Danny, let's go ahead and uh, catch you up and the rest of Spurs fans up on some news and notes that they may have missed over the weekend. Um, so, Kelton Johnson, once again, doing his part for the San Antonio community. He joined the San Antonio uh, River Authority in their new um, anti trash campaign, just basically keeping the, the San Antonio rivers and creeks clean. Just another sign out there that he's really of of the young core, Danny. Do Spurs fans see what the team is doing? You know, with this guy putting him out there. You know, he's out there, San Antonio River Authority. You know, and with the high schools, with businesses, it seems to me the Spurs are shaping him up to be that face of the franchise. I think you're right, and I think what I mean we remember right the last time that. I, uh, the Spurs had named or at least said in public, hey, this person, this guy is going to be the, the face of the franchise one day. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it was he who shall not be named uh, on this pod. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think the Spurs have definitely made a concerted effort to let the players know, hey, uh, be visible, be out in the public, mm-hmm. go and do your thing. In Lonnie at the UTSA games, we've seen Keldon, right. yeah, serve authority now at the high schools. 
really making his mark uh, in the public. And I think I even made mention of it last week because I think you posted something about how Keldon really enjoys San Antonio. And I said, yeah, I mean, that's the advantage of drafting a country kid. Cause I think he's out from the country of, uh, uh, I guess I say the country of Virginia out in the country in Virginia. So uh, yeah, I mean, he, he, he definitely uh, is probably feeling, um, uh, mm-hmm. feeling, feeling, around the city because I mean it's definitely a bigger place than where he's coming from. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I I I think the Spurs have probably told the players um, to to be out to be out and about. And I mean what the Spurs uh, 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 social media pages even highlighted them being out being out in yeah. the public. So it's it, definitely it, it, something that they're yeah. making concerted efforts to. It is different though. Look, you and I. You know, you know, we were old enough to remember right before the big three came in, right before David. Hey, forties uh, really and your thirties. Stop. That that's what I hear. You know, but um, that's going to change for me <laughs> rather quick soon. So hopefully, there's a new conversion ratio thing. But um, uh, I was going to ask you, we've I don't think since social media became a thing. Because it became a thing during the Big Three era, and we know the Spurs were like no no to that. They were like very no no. It, it, it's de- it's it's definitely a new vibe because you have, I mean, look, I'm pretty sure if Timmy wanted to show up to a sneaker convention back in his playing days, they probably would okayed it, but it would have been under tight security. He would have had to be on a table, on some sort of bench, and just talking to the masses. This time, the players are just showing up, Danny. Keldon just shows up to a sneaker convention. Lonnie just goes out to uh, the malls in San Antonio, walks around. You know, And I'm not saying like Timmy and all those guys did that, but they would really usually shy away from that, or they'll go at odd hours. The guys are just act, are going out there, you know, and Patty Mills was kind of starting that vibe. I mean, he was just you know, out in Southtown, in downtown San Antonio, just out there. With this new kid, new crop of kids in, I'm not going to be. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be more surprised if they put the clamps on them being so social. That's how much has changed in San Antonio, Danny. Yeah, you know what? I don't think I don't think the average listener understands just how um, how uh, controlling the organization's been as far as mm-hmm. players in the past and public appearances. And some of that's been by design. I mean, obviously with Tim, uh, he was very, he was very private. I mean, he didn't really mm-hmm. want to be out and about. So, I mean, they, mm-hmm. they really accommodated that for him. And I think he kind of set the tone for how that was going to be moving forward, not only for himself, but for other players. But I enjoy this. I, oh, I, I love seeing the players. Yeah. I love, I love being able to, to, to know, Hey, I mean, if I might go out to, to dinner at the rim or Stone Oak or even somewhere downtown, I could mm-hmm. very well see a spur pass by. That's that, that's mm-hmm. great. I mean, that, that's good for the community. It makes it seem like they're not so untouchable, like they're not detached. Yeah. So I'm all for that, and it kind of it kind of brings back around what we we're talking about earlier, as far as maybe this is their way of kind of forming or forging their own culture now. Yeah, yeah. From the from the lockdown, you know, all you know, everything's hush hush to now being somewhat open. You, know, you have yeah, you have um, Dejounte just sharing news that uh, his sibling passed away. You, you know that probably would not have happened under Timmy's watch. He would have if something like that yeah. happened to him. He probably would have kept it hush hush. I mean, um, for sure. But um, 
Yeah, it's such a different t- a time, and the Spurs fans are definitely enjoying it. And I know this is the fan episode, so yeah, I, I'm pretty safe to say that fans are loving the the more open Spurs that we're seeing right now. And yeah, I mean, you really think I could have gotten Tim Duncan on Lockdown Spurs? Hell no, back in the day. <laughs> now no Lonnie, way. now Lonnie just comes on, and Keldon just comes on. So <laughs> uh, now that yeah, now you're having to fish through your DMs to see what what Spurs going to hit you up next to see. Yeah, exactly. Who, who, who yeah, I mean, I mean, who's next? You know, exactly. Agents showing up on Lockdown Spurs. I mean, that never would have happened back in the day. I mean, maybe it would have, but it would have been pulling teeth, pulling teeth. Although I did, I did try well, to. I did try to shoot my shot though. Uh, a couple of years ago, I asked if I can talk to RCP for it. They just say they slammed the door in my face, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a long <laughs> shot. We know that. I, I tried, man. I tried. I, I remember. I even had backup. I had a guy who's uh, kind of established in San Antonio as as far as media, and he's like, "Hey," he goes, "Like, uh, he goes, just just put me on it. It's okay. Don't worry about it. I'll, I'll vouch for you. We're, we're good to go." And uh, interesting enough, now this is years ago. Okay, so you know, still young in days. Um, they 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 did not reply to me. They replied to him. And then he had to forward it to me. Oh, so that's that's exactly. Well, you know, you know, even even uh, even Tom James is on Twitter now. Um, yeah. He yeah. he uh, he commented on on one of my posts not too long ago. So I mean, I mean, we know we know his reputation as far as kind of just keeping things under seal. So mm-hmm. I mean, he yeah. even he's out there. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, it's it's uh, this new generation will definitely make their mark, and it starts tomorrow. Where Spurs? I'm not mad at training it. camps. No, no, I'm not mad at it either. It's fun. Uh, training camp is about to open tomorrow. Um, today's media day. I, I know this is a lockdown Spurs fan episode, but you know, we, media day is kind of a slow slog. So we'll definitely talk about what happened uh, today at the AT and T Center or the practice facility. Excuse me. Uh, with the media and whatnot, who said what, who said things that might be interesting. So, yeah, definitely look forward to that episode of Locked on Spurs. Danny, we're running out of time. Um, how can fans chat with you on social media? At Danny Sanders 80. Hit me up anytime. DMs are wide open. Let's go. And don't switch the blade in a guy with a guy in shades. You'll definitely see why. If you uh, right. if you're from the '80s and you know that Corey Hart song, and uh, definitely just look for Danny's <laughs> photo with his sunglasses there. Uh, again, at Danny Sanders '80, and make sure to subscribe to Lockdown Spurs wherever you get your favorite podcast. Stitcher, Google uh, Play, uh, iTunes. Tell your smart speaker to play Lockdown Spurs. We'll be back with more episodes throughout the week as the uh, Spurs season is unofficially here uh i guess do you got training camp i guess so well it's officially here then i guess i usually say regular season game one is always my start yeah but hey we're itching for spurs basketball so we'll take it so for danny sanders i am jeff garcia we're gonna put a lock on this episode of locked on spurs